welcome to Cowboy Ed. We're here to finish a conversation that we started last week about gamification and games in the classroom. And we're so excited to talk about a specific tool. Last week, we had a chance to kind of talk about what kind of game, how, what gamification, how it fits, maybe talking about courage, all these different pieces. And, and we were so excited that we could, we, we could barely wait till the fire started up and we could sit around and talk again. So how you doing, Carolyn? I'm doing good. I'm excited to jump into GimKit this week. How are you doing, Maya? I'm doing well. I'm trying to stay warm with this chilly weather we're having. Well, there's nothing better than a good conversation to warm up the soul. So we talked about games and different games and all these different angles to come at games and gamification in school. So we really felt like we needed to talk about a specific tool that that we could talk a little bit more in detail about. And by saying that, this is a great tool. But just like any tool, it's not the right tool for everybody, every instance. This is just one tool in your toolbox. So in that, in that conversation, we hope that over the course of other conversations that you find lots of tools and this one works for this specific unit you're working in. And this one works at this time. So I hope you enjoy our conversation. And if you have other tools, please, please share them on social media with us. And who knows, maybe we can get you on the conversation, uh, get you on the podcast to, to share how you're using that. The more we share, the better we all become. So Carolyn led us into a, a tool called GimKit. And GimKit is, it, it's just got a very unique story. Uh, it, it was you can you can check it out on gimkit.com and and those things but it it was it was started by a high school kid he graduated high school and was like i'm going to fix some things and i'm going to fix some things about school and not complain not those things he he built a tool that incorporated games and a way to connect games to learning review uh, all of all of those different things uh, for, for for students and for teachers. On the other side of that, uh, I, I he definitely kept his ear and and his eye on the attention to detail for trying to make it not only good for students but easy for teachers to use as well. Uh, and and all of us know that somebody who is not tech savvy, getting them to take those first steps into some sort of technology pool becomes very challenging. So let's let's have a, a good conversation about how we can incorporate GimKit, uh, how we're seeing it incorporated uh, into class. So I'm going to go to Carolyn out there because I know in the previous episode you touched on, Maya and, and Carolyn both touched on Among Us. So for, for those listeners out there that maybe don't know what Among Us is, can you give us a, a little bit of information? I'll go with Carolyn or, or Maya, you can jump in there on what is... What is Among Us? Well, James, I'll try to give my best definition and Maya can correct me. I've actually never played it. I'm not cool with the kids quite yet, even though I'm a little bit closer in age to them. Um, I've never played it, but I have heard a lot about it. And I actually played like a live version of it in high school. And essentially, it seems like you're roaming around in the dark and there's a monster and you don't really know who the monster is and he's trying to find them and you're trying to 
stop him with a light before he can tag you. When it was in person, it was tag you and kill you. Um, but I'm guessing it's not as violent on the game as it was when we were playing it at high school youth group and we were tackling each other. Um, but is Maya, Maya, does that sound about right? Or uh, can you touch on it a little bit better, probably? I'm actually loving that iteration of it. No, it's the digital one's a little different, but I'm loving the, you know, flashlight version with the monsters. That's super great. The players, it is really collaborative and, you know, anybody can kind of jump into a game or you can organize one for your friends. Um, but someone is randomly assigned to be the person to sabotage everyone. And then everyone gets tasks that they have to go around and do. And at some point you can vote who you think the saboteur is. I think that that collaborative component, you know, transfers between your real life version and, um, you know, you're kind of trying to accomplish those tasks and run around and you don't know who's who and, and you have to be, um, really aware of that social component. So I can totally see how like with yours and sneaking around in the dark, how those similarities are there. But yeah, I've seen lots of different groups of kids like build their own versions in real life. So great, um, great description. So James, what are you thinking about how the, you know, these hot games that kids are into fit in the classroom, where I'm interested to know where you're going with this? So you know, I, I think the biggest thing is is that some of the the game design tools out there for teachers that there's been lots of them around for ten plus years that create web based some sort of quote unquote assessment tools for classrooms and for teachers uh, have been forced to start looking at that angle on it and saying okay we are somewhat experts in design coding the computer side of this, kids are playing this, teachers want this. So they're, they're also keeping a bead on, on those things as far as, you know, what's popular with kids. If it's, if it's, you know, right now we're talking about among us and, and grabbing those things. And so as we started this off, GimKit has done a, a nice, nice job of creating a tool that allows you to create questions. They can be text-based where kids have to answer with you know, writing a short description or writing an answer. They can also uh, create questions that are multiple choice. Questions can involve audio, so you can record something, or if you have a recording of, say, language, uh, if we're talking French or Spanish or foreign language kind of pieces, uh, you can incorporate videos. Uh, they, they could watch a video and give the answer of uh, CPR is, did they complete the, the, the steps in the right order? Uh, and then you can just use in a sense, just the plain picture part of that. And, and the best part about, so when we think about GameKit is they have multiple versions within. So as a teacher, you can go in and put your questions in and build, okay, here's my content. I'm the content expert. You Josh is his name. Um, I read from his website. You are the designer of this awesome platform. So I put in my questions and I, these are the questions, my 20, 30, 40, whatever the questions are. And now on their end, they've created multiple avenues for me to play a game. And one of 
the games that they have incorporated into their platform is Among Us. And so kids legitimately are playing Among Us with a twist. Instead of just roaming around the spaceship or, or whatnot looking for who's quote-unquote sus, uh, they have to answer questions. And as they answer those questions, they earn money. So to investigate Maya to see if she's the imposter or to investigate Carolyn or to investigate the other people in the class, I have to have earned the money to do the investigation to know whether this person is suspect or if they are you know, on the good side. So on the other side of that, the everybody wants to be the imposter, just like in Among Us, then those questions, I have to answer questions to buy cover, if you will. I can buy fake investigations. So you investigate me, I bought fake investigations. It comes across that, hey, I'm, it's inconclusive. I'm a pretty good guy. I'm not the suspect. So both sides are working. And then just like in the game Among Us, you get to vote people off the ship. And everybody comes together and they're shouting out, I mean, depending on how you might have it set up in your classroom, they're shouting out in the live environment saying, oh, I did an investigation. I think this person's suspect in there. Uh, we need to get them, um, we need to vote them off. So you've got all this excitement happening in your classroom. If you want it quiet, not, a, not the best option. You've got all this excitement happening and kids are working hard to figure out whatever the content is you've plugged in to the game they're already playing. And so it's just this, this beautiful connection between those, those two pieces. But here's the exciting part. And I, I don't want to sound like, because I think there's some great tools and I can't wait to hear from the other teachers out there to hear one. But the exciting part about this on my side is on the back end of this, I can pull a report and know Maya answered 27 questions. She missed seven. Here's the seven she missed. So they're having all this excitement, and I'm getting, as soon as that game ends, I'm getting instant feedback on where my students individually and as a class are struggling. So I know you guys have, have looked at it, and, but thinking about how we've described it, what makes you think about how that would fit Carolyn, let's dive right in your future classroom. How do you think that fits into your classroom? I think that sounds like not only a way to like capture the students' attention and make them kind of feel like they're building the classroom for themselves, but also gives the teacher, it's almost like reverse psychology. Like you ever see in the movies where they're like, oh, I tricked them to think that it was their idea to do it, right? That seems kind of manipulative, but it's almost seems great because it gets the students excited about what they're learning. And it allows them to tie in whatever pop culture, or, you know, gaming, popular things that are happening right now into the classroom. And it gives the teacher the ability to kind of watch over and get to know the students because you're learning what they like, what they're enjoying right now, which is so exciting. And I just think that it's good because it's not only like we talked about earlier, it's not just the teacher having to learn what the students are enjoying, but it's also the students learning what their other classmates like. And I think that not only builds, especially in a time of COVID where we're not together, it not only builds community as 
like teacher and student, but it builds community as an entire class. And I think that is extremely exciting. But Maya, let's pass it to you. What are you thinking? Oh, I think my head was about to explode as you were going through all of those things, James. The complexity that is built into GimKit is it just amazes me. You know, it's multimodal, you can bring in so many elements that students engage with on a daily basis that, you know, a lot of the other kind of go to classroom games don't account for. And, you know, to connect with something like Among Us and really, you know, the students, I could just hear a classroom of, you know, 15 year olds going, what we get to play Among Us and, and for the assessment component to be stealth, right? They're, they're not all wrapped up as the learner about getting the right answer. They're trying to play a game and, you know, figure out how to win. And then the teacher can look at their knowledge, you know, of the content later. I, there's just so many pieces of that game that just, you know, they're just dead on. And to think about a student, you know, or I guess a, a former student is the one who put all of this together. They have a great understanding of what should be happening in education. And it just the whole thing kind of, you know, just makes me so excited for what games can do for the classroom. And at the same time, I'm blown away. You bring up such a great point about the student having a vision of this. And, and sometimes we get lost in our own perspective on how education should be. And our customers, our consumers have some insight. And, and this is a great example of that insight uh, helping us all out. But all of this conversation has been about one aspect of, of GimKit. And that, from a teacher side, is the other piece that excites me so much. So now we have this tool that we know kids like to play. We know they like Among Us. I've got my carrot, and we like more carrots than sticks. Okay, great book out there about that. So the carrot is, hey, if we get through some other things, if we get to a certain level, we get to play that version again. We get to do that version again. And they're like, they're working crazy hard at other pieces, whether it's in GimKit or it's in your classroom, to get that opportunity to do that. But we'd be, I'd be remiss if I did not bring up, GimKit is not just about Among Us. The other pieces of tools, they have uh, just looking at different, basically team games to set up. Humans versus zombies, another popular game with kids. Truly a team mode where you can set the class size so they're on teams of two, they're on teams of four, they're on teams of six. You can do that. And they're competing in groups now, potentially if you only have limited devices, or potentially you just want to build that collaboration that it's not, I'm just trying to win. Then you've got the idea of just the true classic quiz mode that they can take that. Then you've got the infinity mode where they have to build to get these six or seven stones and, and they're working on all those. And, and one of the games that I love as an introduction, and that's just me, the idea of the, like the floor is lava. So it, it's the whole class is working together as the lava's rising and they have to build their platform. And so there is no competition as, as individuals in that situation. They are working truly together. Now you take all of these pieces together and, and not touching on all of, all of their game options. They just, they keep it fresh so that you're putting your content in there. Now as a teacher, back to that idea of the, the photocopy or whatever, I put my great content that I need them to know 
I have potentially eight, nine, 10 ways to bring in game atmosphere and not have to do any more work with it, not have to add any more. And so it, it, it just creates an exciting way to A, lessen our workload, but B, come at kids with different angles. And, and, and each of those, the, the piece that I will um, sh- give a shout out to GimKit is, uh, just like Among Us, Among Us is a new mode. They are continually monitoring what kids are doing. And they bring in, I mean, on almost on, a, on about a, every two to three month basis, there's a new addition coming out that has a new little twist. You don't have to change your questions. You just get to grab those and use it. So there's, well, I, I mean, as, as Maya said, mind blown kind of things. There, there's things that just get me so excited about this tool and, and what opportunities it gets. Now, the one I have not messed with, and I know right now if, if Carolyn is going to jump right through the roof, they have a whole other side about making writing exciting. So it, I, I would love to spend countless minutes talking about that, but we're going to need more time to explore that one. But think about using, how do you think of, what, do you, what, what comes to your mind when you think about using this publishing mentality with writers instead of turning things in? What is that, what is that jar in your mind, Carolyn? Well, it's crazy to me because I love putting things in paper. I have like this like specific pen that I write in and I have like, I cannot walk into Target without buying a notebook. It doesn't happen. And so it's a new concept because a part of the fun writing for me is putting it on paper. So to do it digitally is a new thing. But I know that in high school, I wrote a lot of papers on my laptop and I did annotating on my laptop. And so I think that it's something that might be phasing out. Maybe people don't write on paper anymore. Maybe that's not a thing. And I'm glad that I'm a part of the generation that still does it. And I think that it'll always happen. And I know that it's good to save trees to write and type on your laptop and stuff, but there's something special about putting pen to paper. And so I think that's something interesting to look at. And I'll have to look deeper into the part of GimKit that does that because that's what I'm all about. I'm about making writing exciting. And I am so excited to do that for my students. And so if there's a tool out there that helps me do that, I'm excited to look into it. But I know that Maya is bursting to say something, so I better pass it to her. Well, we're, we're running to the end of this ride. So yeah, as James was asking you that question, my thought was about, you know, authentic audience and being able to put student, student voice out there um, to where anybody, uh, maybe not anybody, but that other people could see it and that they're writing for, you know, for authentic readers. And so I'm, I'm really interested to check that out as well. But James, I was thinking we should put out there to our listeners, you know, what did they do with GimKit and get some of these great ideas. You know, you mentioned um, getting their, their feedback. I think this is a, this tool is so complex that we probably have just scratched the surface. So I would love for our, listeners to tell us what they do with it. And I think that's a great point. That's a great point to hear not only about how you might use GimKit, dive in, use it, but how you're using your other ones. This is not a a sales pitch on one tool, but we want to know how you're using what's out there, how we can use it better, how we can all. But came to the end of the ride. So that was a fast one. And 
I guess it's time to get our game on. We'll talk to you soon. Move them on. Head them up. Head them up. Move them on. Move them on. Head them up. Cowboy Ed on the run. <laughs>